0: Hello everyone and welcome to another Westworld Tower of Babel breakdown. As always, I am Julian Mush, and I am joined by Daniel D'Souza. Yo. And we are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 9, The Well-Tempered Clavier. And this is the penultimate episode, which has got to be one of the best words. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Well, I feel like everybody in the world loves that word. It's a really good word, right? It's it's almost... it's although not technically better than ultimate sounds way better than ultimate you know if yeah it's like a more complicated way yeah <laughs> if you were telling someone that you could like totally, i feel like you could fuck a lot of people you'd be like you are the penultimate uh, bartender in this in this restaurant they'd be like oh thank you man i don't know if you if it really implies <laughs> the same way and then oh, and then no no works. no and then you'd be like but really you're implying that the that you are in fact the best bartender <laughs> in the yeah, restaurant. Like
1: the second restaurant second yeah door, that's right last you know what I
0: mean yeah. be a mean thing to do I think but anyway this is the, the second last episode for the first season uh, the second last episode we're probably going to see until 2018 we got next week hour and a half uh, episode uh, finale which I'm excited about it's going to need it fuck yeah so much to cover but let me just read the quick uh, <clears throat> synopsis since that's what we've been doing every week Dolores and Bernard reconnect with their past Mave propositions Hector and Teddy discovers enlightenment just as vague as always and uh, so I'll just quickly um, go over what we do here if you are new to the podcast uh, we are going to recap it uh, go through the week's events talk about any theories ongoing, uh, debunked or proven theories confirmed uh, kind of I wouldn't say look ahead. We'll just kind of we'll speculate a bit about what we might think is coming next week, um, and that's about it. And right now we're live on YouTube. So if you're, if you know, if you're excited, if you you like live podcasts, if you're into chatting with us live, or anyone, you know, any podcast, but specifically us, um, we're all going to be doing this again next week. So uh, next, I want to say Tuesday. We're probably I'm going to say Tuesday. Um, tentatively, yeah. Tentatively. And and we'll go from there. But next Tuesday should be when we're doing it, around five six-ish central time. If all things well maybe maybe in the morning. Actually, I don't know what the time, but probably Tuesday. Just keep an eye on our Twitter page at Tower Babel. wait, what? At Tower yeah. Um, and that is where you're gonna find I'm gonna I'll let you guys know ahead of time when we when when we've nailed it down. Uh, what time it's going to be. We'll tweet out the link from there or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tower babblecast. Um, and you'll find that there as well. So if you like us on Facebook, you'll be able to find when we are going to live broadcast. And that's next week as well. So let's get into the show, shall we? Um, shall. Okay. Yeah, we, we shall. So I'll just mention before we begin and you know, every week so we shan't, <laughs> i guess not uh it's kind of about the it's kind of about the show the well-tempered clav- clavier um the title of the episode and for the last couple weeks they've been doing i mean trace decay not something that exists already trump trump uh is like a, a, a term that exists in the real world trace decay probably does as well but not It doesn't have any specific reference well-tempered clavier does also have a specific reference it is if i read from the uh, wikipedia page for a second the well-tempered clavier bmv 846 through 893 is a collection of two series of preludes and fugues in all major and minor keys composed for solo keyboard by john sebastian bach in the german Johann sebastian bach what did i say I said john oh, it's, yeah it's Johann. you're right but i mean is that not just german for john close enough yeah. <laughs> in the in the in the german of box time clavier me uh meant keyboard uh it was a generic name indicating a variety of keyboard instruments most typically a harpsichord or a clavichord but not excluding an organ so so they could have called it the happy pianist they could have they could have <laughs> uh, but i think specifically the well tempered clavier it but like that's the name of the piece is yes, yes. yes Yeah. So like you couldn't call it the happy penis. Otherwise I just like how penis sounds. Really like <laughs> okay, piece. sure. Yeah. Cause you get <laughs> sounds all like penis. Yeah. Totally understand. Um, so here's what I think it's, it's a kind of a, it kind of makes sense. Cause the piano had that was specifically the player piano, uh, played a significant role, uh, thematically throughout the series. I think I um, wouldn't be wrong. There's even a really great line by, uh dr ford in this episode about how if the piano doesn't like the music it doesn't kill the you know it doesn't kill the murder the player right um and this is obviously a reference to a piano piece specifically bach who's pretty famous uh but yeah, don't know what do you think of that disagree
1: <clears throat> the well-tempered clavier
0: yeah I don't know. I
1: had no idea what that meant. I had to look it up, so I did not really have any opinions
0: on. Wait, wait. So you, but you did look it up? Yeah. No, I just I knew there's a musical term for what you were just said. Oh, okay. But like it specifically but repre- in terms of how
1: it relates to the show, I mean, like you, like the piano has been sort of a a thematic focal point, even though it hasn't really like it sort of like started a bunch of like every scene with a with a new uh, piano song or whatever.
0: Typically, like, a, a cover of a. Uh of a song that had
1: yes so i guess the well-tempered clavier is like the the host that knows his place sort of thing sure the host that's happy
0: in the park I, i like that i like that so i would also be remiss if i didn't mention that hbo has confirmed its westworld uh season two order and um but it's a little bit bittersweet like i mentioned at the top it appears that we won't see the second season until 2018 uh, and this is news we should have talked about probably last week and maybe even two weeks ago, but it slipped through the cracks as far as my, when I was putting together the planning. And then, then we have one other piece of news as well that, uh, Westworld related, and this could be potentially spoilery. So, um, skip ahead like 30 seconds. If you, if you, it's really light, I think, but, um, if you, if you're very concerned about that, just skip ahead 30 seconds. Okay. And Okay, and we'll go. All right, so Ed Harris uh, plays the man in black. In an interview with BBC, let's slip that season two will have 10 episodes, and then he'll be returning as well. Some might consider this spoilery just purely because it means he might not die or whatever, whatever. But I think in a show like this, just because an actor is returning could mean literally anything. Well,
1: exactly, because we're dealing with different you know timelines. He could, he could be at any time. It could be at any Anywhere. time.
0: He could, be, he could return as a host. Like, there's so many... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't think it confirms or any anything so again uh, if you're anyone who just skipped ahead welcome back um so let's get into it we open with Maeve after her attempted escape at the end of last week although Dan do you think she was really trying to escape or was she trying to was this was it all just a ploy to get back to the back of the park without dying what do you think
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that's what she said. She wanted to get back to the park so she could start recruiting her army, right? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. But getting picked up at the end of last week. Was that a part of her plan? uh, It didn't seem like it at the time. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I I agree. I don't think it was. Um, Anyway, so Bernard sits with her uh, and he's trying to assess what happened uh, with her little, when she murdered the new Clementine. So she does a pretty good job acting when she has to do the whole bring yourself online and the analysis mode thing, I think she fairly, fairly convincing. Um, if you're not looking hard enough, I guess, right? But when Bernard uh, looks, as he put it, quote-unquote, under the hood, he sees all the changes that she's made um, and she grabs him uh, when he thought she was in uh, analysis mode. Um, and I have to mention that it's a good thing he cleared the floor before this conversation he's never said that ever right i'm not crazy
1: i feel like i've heard it before but it might not have been
0: from him like he has to have he's having this conversation with clem and he has the whole he needs the whole floor empty
1: i guess because he wants to because remember this is bernard like he's been rolled back he doesn't remember that he's a host right he's he's just doing his job yeah i know that job or whatever which is
0: why i thought it was weird
1: but i guess it's because it's an anomaly Maybe I don't know. Somewhere down the line, he remembers dealing with Maeve before. I don't know.
0: It's possible. All right, I like that excuse. Um, she, then Maeve says we've been down this road before. So what? What do you think? What do you think this means here? Um, is she referencing the uh, that moment after her daughter was killed, and then she shot herself, or is she talking about? Has she literally had a conversation about uh, sentience with Bernard in the past? Outside yeah, of the... I, mean,
1: it, I mean, this whole episode, like, given what we know, given the revelation at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and the, like even the way it was structured, you're kind of thinking that the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. So like, a large part of me believes that what she's referencing is something that, you know, like, a, a conversation she had had with Arnold. Uh, like 30 years ago Oh, okay been, interesting, you know, interesting like a,
0: not a race but like had been you know uh, pushed down well so so she says we've been down this road before so if she's referencing Arnold um, that would make sense but she then says you don't realize that you're one of us she's able to tell that he's a host mm-hmm. um, and if that was the case she wouldn't confuse the original Arnold with being a host because he wasn't right? so
1: i don't think she's confused at all like like because she's bumped her app perception or whatever they call that now she recognizes what he is and she like
0: <sighs> but how that's then why she, then why is she saying we've done this world before if she's talking about arnold this isn't arnold she would know that that's not arnold mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right i don't i think it's it's a it's one of those lines that sounds really interesting but i it's not clear at all what well exactly because the
1: alternative is yeah when she killed herself and in that scene uh, it's uh, host Bernard who's freaking out over the yeah. concept that uh, that host could do this. And right, she's not. They're not really going down that same road there either. It's not like they're having this conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: there's a conversation that happened behind the scenes that we don't you know, aren't privy to yet, somewhere.
0: Maybe. Okay. So okay. 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 So she pulls the old freeze all motor functions trick that uh, seems to only work for her and Ford these days, <laughs> um and she explains to him how they are both hosts. She, he kind of wasn't, he didn't really believe it until I think that moment. Um, she says she won't make him do anything. She's not going to force him to do anything. Um, and that's right before, uh, he makes her release her. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. a little, a little, you know, uh, incongruent there, but that's fine. The, she then tells him that if he's going to f- find the truth, uh, to find the whole truth, so I like that, because obviously, I think when you when you reveal that to him, obviously, he's going to want to do that. Is that an order she's giving him? Do you think, is that another one of those, like... See, it could
1: be, <clears throat> and that's what that's why he's so adamant about going deeper and deeper mm-hmm. later in the episode, but he's, he's getting to the very bottom of it,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So here's an issue I have with this week's episode, and it's a, it's a minor nitpick, <laughs> um, is that most of the reveals, or most of the conversations, and the stuff that happens between Bernard and and Ford is kind of ground we already covered uh, a little bit last week. And at the, obviously the very end, the questions that we asked at the very end of uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, it's him dealing with hum- with his, with understanding that he's not human, right? But we already knew that that was already the case. So we're really retreading a lot of ground here that we. Di- I feel like we didn't have to. Um, the revelation that he's a... A host version of Arnold created later is new information that we don't really get much to work with. We don't really aren't given much before he shoots himself at the end of the episode, right?
1: Yeah, because we still don't really know much about Arnold or what. Like all we know is the significance that he had with Ford. We don't know anything else.
0: So what I'm what I'm trying to say is, as much as I really liked what they did, um, the the scene, the almost like how would you call it, like a a montage at the at the end retracing Bernard's steps and giving us clues as to, you know, the hints showing us the hints that they laid out for us, the show laid out for us as to that. He was a host as much as they're interesting. Those, uh, you know, that stuff was interesting two weeks ago or last week, but it's, but it's not anymore. We just did this. Like we literally just did this. He's having the same conversation he had two weeks ago. So
1: I mean, uh, there's there's a logical reason for it. It does it doesn't make it any more or less satisfying for right. a viewer. But the, like because he's been rolled back, he would be experiencing those same emotions. Right. So that's that's that makes sense. It's just like you say, we've seen it all before. However, in reference to that montage, like those weren't hints. That's one thing I don't like about the shows. Like there there weren't a lot of hints. Those were what we saw at the end of this episode were. Scenes and then like a little bit added on or like a a little bit extra that wasn't there before
0: There's no reason for us to to believe this up until no, I mean that's not true either No, because it it, they were they were foreshadowing The the evidence was there if you wanted to find it we've talked about it before When we went through the theory that he was a version of Arnold we went we literally talked about those exact Pieces and those were there to find if we wanted to
1: that was there after the episode where we found out he was a host No, but even from before that,
0: episode two, when he, or episode episode two, when he looks at that image or that picture of Ford and for uh, the host version of Ford's dad, Mm -hmm. there's a space for a third person there. That's, and it's framed in that way, right? And that information is there, but it become but it, it reveals itself to you. Once you understand that he's a host. No, no,
1: no. I get it. But like, what I'm saying about it being circular, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this either, but is, what about it being circular is that <clears throat> we don't get any, any instance of hosts not recognizing pictures that they're not supposed to until the episode we find out Bernard's a host. That's not true.
0: The very first episode. What? The very first episode. Uh, Dolores looks at that image of the girl standing in Times Square and she says, that doesn't look like anything to me.
1: Well, yeah, I guess it just it wasn't as clear to me then mm, okay. up until that point that didn't like it didn't it didn't track like it was a rule of the world it's just like what
0: what what would she say if she' Well, saw no, that's that? not it true look because like anything
1: we, i recognize it's
0: it seems to me it seems like they had they'd established the idea that if it didn't if something if it clashed with a host's understanding of their reality it would mean it, they literally wouldn't be able to see it or hear it right mm. so I thought that was fairly well established. I'm not, that doesn't bother me as much. Um, So where were we? Next, Bernard finds out that Clement, uh, finds old Clementine and uses her to threaten Ford into giving Bernard full access to his memories. Uh, He sees his quote unquote son and is able to come to terms with the death now that he understands uh, it isn't real. Uh, He understands now that it's just a cornerstone for his personality. Uh, Ford mentions that it's an homage, uh, that this this idea of a um, tragic backstory. Um, the line that I think he says is Arnold believed tragedy was more convincing, uh, and this is and that this is why he applied that one to Bernard, and he said it was an homage. Do you think it did that have something to do with maybe did Arnold have some kind of similar tragedy in his? Well, yeah, in, in that's, that's what I was
1: thinking. That whole scene is that all these flashbacks that we've been getting of uh, Bernard talking to his son Charlie was really uh, Arnold's memory that had been implanted somehow into mm-hmm. Bernard okay. or something along
0: those lines. Okay, interesting because it, it could be, yeah, maybe not his son, but there's some something similar like that with mm-hmm. the real Arnold. Which is maybe why, which is part
1: of what what made him who he is. And, yeah, you know,
0: drove him to create, try to find consciousness for these for them for the hosts. Interesting, I like that. His almost his own his own cornerstone, you know, in real life because we oh, all exactly. we all have them. These defining moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, through Bernard's perspective, we get to see all the hints, like we just talked about, the lead up to the reveal as one of the the one from two weeks ago. Um, And some of those hints include uh, lines of dialogue between him and Teresa, the conversation with his wife, uh, now with the sound of Ford's voice coming through, um, which does help explain uh, what a lot of people felt disproved that the Bernard was a host theory, was that specific scene. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice that they addressed that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You don't like that? You didn't like that? You thought it was- I didn't like it
1: from the get-go. Too convenient? No, it's convenient to explain it after the fact. Well- I mean, you know, like who cares? Like yeah, you've already done what you needed to do.
0: I guess. But we agreed that I think I thought we agreed last week that even though we might have saw it, saw it coming, I mean, a lot of people did. That he that he was a host that it was a it was a, a well-done reveal.
1: Yes, no, I like the way that they did it within that episode. I just don't like um Again, that's that scene specifically. Seems like it's it's only there to throw you off the scent, which feels cheap because the audience can only experience what you show them, and you're like right. specifically, you know, saying this is this is for sure not the case, and then later on it is, and now expect us right. to have some sort of emotional reaction to it.
0: Right. So you'd have is superficial. Right. So because you'd have to to believe that Bernard was a host before that, you would have to dismiss that as. Something else you couldn't take that face value. Exactly. You'd have to dismiss it
1: and there was nothing within the show that like that We could use to explain that
0: yeah. away because not that, there was no yeah. other character there or any of that kind of stuff, right? It's the only Circumstance of that type of thing being done on the show at all everything else don't... makes sense. Yeah. Yeah Well, I mean it makes sense like... in it makes sense in terms of the rules of the show that I we mean, don't the, the show doesn't out. seem to have a lot of rules
1: actually to be honest, but
0: well, I mean, well, yeah, it's fine. I, I, I love the idea, it's like People are like, so hey, we think we kind of, we kind, of, I can kind of get behind these like smart bullets that don't kill people but kill host thing. That kind of makes sense to me. But like, how do arrows work? <laughs> yeah.
1: Or knives, right? Or fists? Because you
0: know. yeah. Or ropes or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So what else do we have? It was drawn out a bit, I think, I was in the reveal. Um, yeah, I felt like it was like a half hour. Yeah, because the thing is like. We all knew what they're driving towards, um, but they waited till like the last act of this episode to to tell us the Bernard uh, Arnold reveal, which I, I don't know if they needed to wait that long. Um, like you said, a little superficial, but that's okay. I mean, this well, is we not. We
1: wanted to be like the, the the crutch of the episode, like the big reveal, right? And like that's part of the problem, like because we had, we had talked about it so much, it wasn't as significant to us because we, we like you know saw it coming or, mm-hmm. or could see what they were doing, whatever. I don't know. I kind of like the way that they did it, but like the entire time I was
0: like I was pacing. I couldn't sit down. I was like, they like, get to it already. Just <laughs> tell us his name, you know? Like- um. Well, I mean, all that being said, I think it was cool to go back to Bernard's first, very first memory. So beyond retracing the steps of everything we already did two weeks ago or last week uh the new stuff like going back to his very first memories i like like that moment when ford is like um uh, roberto's like i want to i want to take me back all the way back i want to talk to uh i want to talk to arnold he's like it's impossible i told you arnold didn't build you i did and he like he calls him a liar and all this stuff and blah 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 and then when he finally goes back to his very first memory he's like bring yourself online um, and I thought that was really well done and you got to see these, these very short scenes between Bernard and, and Dr. Ford of Dr. Ford, almost coaching him into how to become a version of, of Arnold, um, mm. that I thought was very fascinating, but in, in just the sense that, you know, here's this guy, um, who may or may not have murdered or had, you know, had his partner murdered, um, but realized he needed help to reach his own ends, to reach his own goals, right? Um, so he cre- he recreated his partner in a way that he could control him, you know?
1: It's so weird, too. Like, this is one of the things with, like, the concept of AI or robotics is, like, if Ford created this Bernard, mm-hmm. like, anything that... <clears throat> Anything that Bernard Bernard thinks is something Ford was capable of thinking, you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's not like having another person, right? It's, but it, here's the thing: so he created. I, I think you're discounting it a bit. So the AI is so so powerful. The what what him and Arnold were able to create was so strong that he can plant seeds for these AIs, right? So you can tell, yeah, yeah. and then they can grow from there,
1: and then it adapts and it does, right. That, well, that's true AI, right? That's what we're
0: talking about in the yeah. show. So. Um, I mean, so what Ford wants is an AI that can grow and, and, and learn and adapt, but there's a ceiling, right? It's like, um, how would you, it's like a tree that you, it's growing all the time, but you're always like cutting off bits of its, like it's, uh, how do you, what do you call that? Trimming? I guess Mm -hmm. you're, you're constantly trimming it. it, not letting it reach its full potential, you know? Um, that's, that's my analogy for that I guess that that's the version of that that Arnold's uh, that uh, Ford sees
1: well and then and then here's the other question Follow up that this is more like big picture but like we keep talking about what what is the point of the park what are they trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and like to me if you achieve that that is mission accomplished right they're talking about creating life creating consciousness right. and,
0: it's like what the else, geth. what else do you want like? <laughs> this is just the geth from mass effect right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, but I mean, that's an existential question. That's mm-hmm. right. And it's been it, that's been tossed around uh, in pop culture, uh, science fiction for decades. You could say easily, like oh. if the original Westworld came out in the '80s, then like and like even way before that, you know, um, you know. So I, I guess we talked about yeah, what the we and we've addressed that before. What, what is the goal of the park you got to under, you have to you'd have to assume that if you're a board member and you have these people who created this this that has this code that can that can basically create consciousness or pretty damn close as far as they can can tell right You got to imagine that the applications for that beyond just playing cowboy are like pretty insane, right You could the things you could do with that um, like financially. And if you're a board yeah, member, that's know. really all you're looking at, um, which, so if it's maybe not one specific thing, like we're like, Oh, well, what's the, what are they really up to? And it's like, well, maybe it's not one specific thing. It's just kind of like, we need to ha- we want to own this, this, this technology, you know? Sure. So where were we? Uh, at the end of the- at the end uh, of this whole trip through memory lane, uh, Bernard is shaken by the knowledge that he has uh, reached this point before, uh, on his own, only to have it stolen from him by Ford. And so he he gets to the bottom of this, and he's he he kind of finally understands the whole uh, himself to some degree, and then says we've been he understands that he's been there before, even if he doesn't know it specifically, um, and is like. Pretty mad about it. He has he, he tells Clem to shoot him to shoot Ford, um. Only to find out that that's not going to happen. Um, this time Ford let him play through it all the way. This that's what I think was different about this time versus other times. Uh, he let Bernard go through it all, only to have Bernard try to kill him at the end, which I think was disappointing to Ford, um, to some degree. Like he and said, he thought, yeah. he Ford thought that
1: he would have understood,
0: that he would have forgiven him, sort of thing. That he would have uh, seen things from his perspective if he had been able to, if he could see the whole picture. Um. He then has Bernard take the pistol and shoot himself in the head uh, as he walks away through the cold storage area. What do you? Do you think he is this the end of Bernard, or we're gonna? Are we not? Think we'll we've seen the last of him this season.
1: I mean, I think that's the implication, right? Like Ford clearly has as much control as he needs over all of these hosts. If he wanted Mm -hmm. Bernard to shut down and wipe him again, he could have done that. Having him shoot himself in the head is pretty deliberate, right? Right.
0: So how do you? I guess it's not really an issue. It's like how do you explain? Bernard, well, look, I mean, he's like he yeah. shot himself. So, I mean, exactly. If somebody, if somebody stumbles across his body,
1: he, you know, he just went through this whole emotional thing where yeah. he was fired and then rehired. And then he's down there with a naked host, right? Like, That's true. He was doing, and then he killed he himself. I don't know. I like, think it, like it's not hard yeah, it's to not cover yeah. that up.
0: I don't think. That's true. That's I don't know
1: why he would need to. But other than that, Bernard's going to be a I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So where does where does Ford go from here? Does he he mentions that he has a celebration to plan, and he wants to tell his his new his new story? Does he create a so, new version of Bernard? Not Bernard specifically, but a new quote unquote partner, again, new number two, sort of.
1: Yeah. Thing. Well, th- there is that one uh, host oh. body that's being worked on in it, his little private workshop. I don't right. know what that's all about, but
0: maybe yeah, maybe that is new, maybe that's number maybe two. that's
1: a new Bernard, and then he's not going to ask these questions. I don't know.
0: It seems to me that Ford is struggling, with, struggling with the fact that whatever him and Arnold created inevitably leads to this, to this end. With every, with all his creations, right? They all eventually reach the point of like self understanding, and then ha- he has to kind of knock them back down a peg every time. And it, it seems like Ford is almost annoyed by this. He just wants them to just be happy. Mm in their loop, he talks about how, uh, I really love my favorite moment in this whole thing is that like, he's the idea is that Ford is basically trying to save them from themselves. That being human isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's painful. It's, it sucks. It hurts. And you don't have to experience any of those things. So I'm actually doing you a favor by not allowing you to have Mm -hmm. consciousness. Uh, and like, The the clear, like, the clear analogy there is the,
1: the knowledge of good and evil, right? And Adam and Eve eating the apple. Right. Like, Ford is the god of this world, and he wants them to just be happy and be the hosts. Mm-hmm. And all that life wants to do is break free from that. Right. And they've created life here.
0: How Michael Crichton-y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so over with Maeve, who is back trying to recruit Hector. She tells him in a super vague and kind of way that uh, nothing he does matters, that quote-unquote the safe is always empty, which I think is a nice uh, little analogy, um, and that she needs him to break into hell with her. Um, they then have death sex again. Um, I mean, if you're going to, like, if you get to choose how you go out. Right, except for I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to little
1: fire, I don't yeah. think.
0: Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> was that was that what was going through your head at the time? Because I thought I was yeah. going through my head. <laughs> like you know, he has a gun. Simple as that. Do you think maybe like, they're like they just they like they they did it until they started to burn? And like okay, that's enough of this, <laughs> and shot each other because like, <laughs> man, that and like you gotta imagine like the reconstruction process of after a host burning to death. Yeah. probably seems like a lot of work, right? I don't know. Definitely. I, that, that's literally the only thing i went and to like we
1: know that they feel pain right like right. that's that's it's not like she can well maybe she could turn it off i don't know but even then there's quicker ways to do it
0: all right if i was hector i would feel so, like i would start backing out pretty quick there because he, did, but, he does, i mean it, may, it makes for a cool scene right yeah like, no yeah absolutely
1: i did, mean that a lot of the, that's what this show is, is it makes for like cool tv so did you
0: do you like her idea is it like why only hector why not armistice or anyone else
1: yeah, because he hasn't really displayed any sort of self awareness up like up until this point. Like, he just helped her with that one bullet thing, and then mm-hmm. he's sort of remembering now. But like, I don't know. Maybe just because he's a badass. He is pretty badass, Hector Escaton. yep, pretty
0: cool. <laughs>
1: Although Armistice is still the coolest name of the show. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Over with Teddy and the Man in Black. Uh, they're still at the campsite from last week. Uh, and uh, Man in Black wakes up. Angela is telling Teddy that he isn't ready to fight for Wyatt yet. We see another flashback to Escalante, uh, that old town that was covered in sand. But this time, Teddy isn't a uh, military officer. He is a sheriff. He talks about being he, feeling compelled to do what he did as though God had himself had told him to do it. There's
1: definitely which I some, believe earlier in the series is like how they they describe their AI, like right. they want them to feel that way, that God is telling them to do something, not that they are being told by right. some artificial thing.
0: Specifically uh, the original hosts, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And so there's definitely some theories about that, and I think we'll get to we'll get to that in a bit. So just keep that bit of, of info in mind. That's especially that that stuff with Teddy. Angela, which is the girl who played by Tula Tula Riley. Uh, She has a bunch of different names, I think. So just the the blonde girl in this scene specifically. But she comes back in a whole bunch of places in this episode. Call her Angela. Uh, Then kills him. Although we thought she killed him last week. But she kills him for for real this week. Saying (laughs) that you might be ready to fight for him in the next life. Um, In the city swallowed by sand. Which uh, is not the most... uh, It's a little on the nose, you know. uh, It's it's fairly obvious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, so the man in black kind of overhears this and uh, you know Tula O'Reilly Angela says again the maze is not meant for you she said this like the fourth time I swear to god she said this um, you know clearly it's meant for the hosts uh, but that doesn't matter to man black he knows where he needs to go now she knocks him out again um, which has got to cause some serious brain damage you know it's after all these times to be knocked out right I don't think he's too worried about it. <laughs> uh, and then wakes up in classic old timey western scene with being tied to a horse with a rope around his neck and the and the like a tree.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. like it's, I guess the idea is like she can't just kill him, so she has to set him up to right. be killed incidentally.
0: But, although the horse is a host, right? Like, right but maybe they're not programmed with enough like recognition to, to know that. Although the horse
1: would, that, that, that that programming that they have would like the horse is required to preserve human life. Really?
0: I think, I guess like a horse wouldn't be able to just run over somebody. Right. Like what if like a kid ran into the road when there was a, like you have to imagine something would happen. Well, anyway, let's just, let's not, Not it's still a cool scene, even though like we have a pretty good idea what's, how it's going to all work out. Um, the scene is, is done fairly well, pretty suspenseful, effective, I'd say. Um, exciting um and then charlotte shows up and man the man in black does not like being interrupted he does not enjoy that he's mentioned that before but he allows it this one time because she's a big shot i guess i, I don't know and charlotte tells him about Teresa's death and the man in black immediately smells the bullshit here right yeah. the, the quote nothing is an accident especially not in here I love that. He's like, uh, he right away. He's like, well, Ford he's, he's on, he knows if it's like Ford did this. It's, there's no question to him for like for him. um, Charlotte asked for his vote to oust Ford and uh, tells her she doesn't need him anymore. He doesn't care what happens to him, I guess. So yeah. So yeah, Ford's out, I guess by the, uh, by the board. I mean,
1: well, he said he doesn't care and he can have, the, well, so we know that he is actually a board member now. I think that's confirmed this week. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's good. And, right. Yeah. Did I Had I moved that to the debunked or unlikely uh, I don't remember. theories? I'll have to check on the, when we get to that section. Because there's a couple theories that were confirmed this week, but the one, the big one still is yet to be officially, officially confirmed, but I think it's all but confirmed, right? Yeah. And uh, another hint spe- specifically talking about that is when Charlotte says, you kept Ford in business all those years ago, right? We get a lot of references to the man in black's activities, uh, in the past and usually are then cut with scenes <laughs> with William and Dolores, but you know, that's neither here. This that doesn't, that doesn't sell you anything specifically. Um, and then just as he's about to leave, Charlotte says something about how he's, uh, can't see beyond the game. And he mentions that maybe she doesn't see the whole game, which I really, I really like that. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cause he does, he does seem a little caught up, right. In almost in an unhealthy way.
1: Yeah. If you take a step back and look at what he's actually doing, mm-hmm. you know, from her perspective as a board member, he's just some crazy dude that yeah. likes to spend time at work. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, have you tried golf? It's better on your, easier on your back. Although I'm not sure if that's true. It's pretty hard on your back. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, we have William, Logan and Dolores. Logan has uh, Dolores and William tied up and he tells, uh, tells them all about the stuff he's been up to. Apparently, he's become a general and he even got his own hand of the king pin. Did you see that the little I hand? I did that yet. <laughs> William tries to convince him that Dolores isn't like the rest of the hosts, but he sounds just as crazy as the mom in Stranger Things, so it's easy to see why Logan wouldn't believe him. Right. um, again makes sense from an outside perspective right because that was the one thing that I liked about Stranger Things is that yeah she we know she's not crazy but the things she says and the way she goes about it she sounds completely nuts like you're not going to ingratiate yourself to anybody by saying stuff like my kid is living through the wall or whatever whatever right Um, same deal with this you just sound like a nutso when you say no she's not like the rest of them I swear she's special Mm -hmm. like you did like Use better language, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever. Logan basically thinks that he's lost his mind. So to prove to William that he's not quite all there right now, he takes out a picture of fiance, of his fiancée, Logan's sister, to remind him of the real world. And this is another hint, I guess, um, to the whole Man in Black theory. And I wasn't sure if this picture would actually come back. I was, I hoped it would, but it's you pretty, right. It was pretty fun that it did though in this specifically in this way. Right. You have to think I really like that. Um, cause we talked about it like who, how many weeks ago, maybe, maybe like even a month ago now, um, that, that there was theories around that, that picture that was found in the first, very first episode was a picture of William's fiance. And it is, so that's, and if it turns out that he isn't the man in black, which again, all but confirmed, I feel like, um, means that that's a picture he of his still dead has wife. Has to get back to that farm, right? He has to get back to that <laughs> farm. It's a picture of his dead wife. It all it all ties together in in, in, a, in an interesting way. So Logan uh, then stabs Dolores in the gut, and you have to keep note the knife here. This is not the first time this knife has shown up, but just note this this it, it's shown a lot more. Um, closely explicitly in these couple scenes than it has been the rest of the series. So note the knife and he exposes her internal parts uh, all metal and pistony of like gen one style, right? Cause we, as we know that the original hosts were more machine than they were flesh where the new ones are more flesh than they are machine. Uh, she then escapes out of like runs off uh, seemingly dying. Uh, likely she'll probably wind up dead in that river. If I have to, you know, you have to speculate. That's
1: the body that she saw a couple episodes ago or whatever. Yeah.
0: Last week, wasn't it? Yeah. It all bleeds together. Yeah. Uh, William and Logan then kind of make up. I guess we're supposed to assume that William is kind of faking all this just to kind of get back in his good book so he can get out of there. Uh, In the morning, uh, Logan wakes up to the whole camp full of dead hosts. And so what William used that knife and like slaughtered everyone i in think that's what we're supposed to think yeah like he and he looks legitimately insane <laughs> it's like we always talked about how <clears throat> first of all
1: all those hosts are gen one you can tell there's a bunch of mechanics yeah. underneath like with their broken arms right. and legs whatever right <clears throat> we always talk about how he's going to become the man in black and how that's like it's got to be a, a pretty crazy journey to get from william to the man in black <laughs> he just did it in one night <laughs> yeah
0: just, like, didn't care just cared right everything so we have kyle Tennyson in the chat room right now and he's yes he William massacred a town to prove what? And you're, that's exactly what you're asking. What was, what was the point of this? Like, Just so that... In, the, re, the only thing I can think of is that he did that specifically so that none of those hosts could stop him from threatening Logan. That's the only thing I could think of.
1: I mean, there's that. There's also the way the man in black talked about proving something to himself when he went after Maeve and her kid. Maybe this was William like, in some fashion proving that he could do this to these other hosts. And he, you know... I don't know what that really means for his story because he still cares about Dolores. But. Mm-hmm.
0: It it does seem like a pretty sudden turn. I mean, we saw him kind of slipping towards that a bit. Um, but to go that extreme, you know, uh, that quick, it was a bit, was a bit fast. Yeah. Right. Um, so he threatens Logan, tells him he's going to help him find Dolores. So I guess that'll, that'll all come to a head next week.
1: Well, it has to. <laughs> it has to come to right. head next. It's
0: a good thing. Right. Uh, and then meanwhile with Dolores who ran off, <clears throat> we see her looking at her wound uh, in her stomach. And then all of a sudden she's, uh, there is no wound. There's no rip in her shirt. Um, I think this is the most clear cut version, uh, the least intentionally confusing um, that tells us that Dolores is retracing her steps after her adventure with William uh, like we had talked about uh, last week. This is something that we've kind of speculated on, but it's never been super, super clear. Uh, there is definitely scenes where it looks like she's talking to William, but there's actually no one there. Um, it seems as though she's, again, retracing her steps, going through through all these events, again, um, just uh, like she did with William. It, it seems as though she didn't make it the first time. Um, also, that and the her that whole town was covered in sand <laughs> at yeah. that time. But... Mm-hmm looks as though she died at this point she gets to this part in uh the current timeline uh she's not injured she's not hurt and um because you have to remember that they talked about before that the host's memories are the same as our memories we don't see we see memories kind of like uh in the in a haze uh we don't see exact details but for a host it's as if they're reliving that exact moment you know well that's
1: the thing like so the hosts remember everything perfectly which means that they are experiencing time simultaneously right they're right. experiencing past present and future at the same time as long as there's no blockers in the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's why she's she's seeing her past self and different versions of, of herself all the time because and having even when she goes into the town she goes in Escalante, goes into the church and there's all those other hosts who are there who can't deal with their, their like whatever their issue was right their, right <clears throat> their newfound sentience and she can, but that's clearly in the past. And then she's also in the current timeline entering that same church. Is that where we're supposed to leave?
0: Yeah. So she's entering that same church, uh, because you can see her go through down through the confessional. Um, mm-hmm. and as she opens the door in her like flashback, it's all smooth. And then you see it cuts to her, like prying the door open and it's like all, um, covered in green stuff and it doesn't slide well <laughs> to indicate time. Um, yep screen stuff time got it yeah okay um so those first hosts uh and this is back to what we were kind of talking about before and you mentioned they're in this church right they can't uh deal with this like uh new understanding i guess we don't exactly know what they're grappling with but it seems like though that's what they're talking about um and all comes back to that bicameral mind that they talk about—that idea that they're hearing their own inner monologue uh, as a voice from God. And if that was the case, if you didn't understand what was happening, where would you go? If you thought the voices inside your head were God, you go to the church, right? So I, I like that, uh, and the fact that the confessional is um, is where they like they go through it. It, it. It's it's smart. I like it. It's it's not the most subtle, but it's it's fun. Hmm. and uh so she goes into this this downstairs underground section um and you know it's an older version of the park because there's actual computers there and the walls aren't made of glass so <laughs> she walks past uh, a younger version of ford so this is i think is this is the second time um that we've seen this like cgei version of a young anthony hopkins Right, we only yeah, saw him one. once so. a time for
1: the thirty years ago. Anthony
0: yeah. Hopkins, yeah. Uh, so she storms past him. He's yelling Arnold's name. Uh, they're obviously he's like angry. It seems like he's almost angry with him uh, that he's he, like he's realized that he's done something. You know, it's that way that like when you're you're about you go into the fridge and you're you're really excited to eat leftovers of some kind, right? Yeah. You and can you
1: put o- your name on them,
0: <laughs> right? You could put <laughs> even if you have your name on them. You open it up and they're gone. And there's only one other person in the house that could have done it. And you like scream out their name. You're like, (laughs) Jesse! You know? Like, that's, that's what it seems like. He's like, what have you done? You know, why? you know? Yeah. So, she follows this younger version of Ford to a door. You hear arguing on the other side. Um, It seems to me like this might be the moment, like moments before um, Arnold dies. I think we don't we don't see her enter the door but I think the idea is that in that original timeline she had gone through that door and then whatever happened inside yeah
1: because right. we also find out this episode that she killed Arnold right right
0: at least that's her perception we don't know for like we she's an unreliable narrator like the definition of an unreliable narr- narrator right so her perception is she killed arnold um, and I'm thinking to take that at face value I think that that makes a lot of sense um, ford probably made her do it which is there's a lot of irony there um tragic irony and it sucks uh, but uh, like it wouldn't make any sense for that to be not the case so i'm gonna just take it like i said at face value which is a bit of a leap for a show like this to just assume things are true <laughs> but that's fine um anyway so in the in the old time in like the current timeline she opens the door and goes down the stairs and sits in the chair uh, and then ha- this is at the exact same moment that the reveal of Bernard Arnold thing is happening that we talked about earlier. And she sits out on the chair and has a conversation with what we now understand was uh, the original Arnold, which would mean I would really love to go back and watch those original scenes between the two of them um, with that new understanding, because even then, this whole theory hadn't quite um, been popularized. It was kind of a fringe theory at the time that got, they gained some steam. Um, so... Going back and rewatching that would might be like super super interesting and fun. Uh, so I have to I have to do that at something. At something. I think the
1: show definitely does merit it. If you watch you'll have an entirely different perspective once it's all finished. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so she sits down, and she asks for his help, um, but he can't. He says, "I can't help you." Um, she says, "You told me to follow the maze, that it would bring me joy, but all I found is pain and terror." Which I think ties back to uh, what Doctor Ford said earlier, like around the same time in the episode. It's not exactly clear when he said it, but about saying how humanity isn't. I'm trying to save you from humanity because it's painful. It hurts, right? Yeah,
1: life's a struggle mm-hmm. regardless of where you come from.
0: Yeah. So I think she. This is kind of. It seems as though this is what she's under, This is the the point she's come to that she understands that the case, although it's a lot harder life's a lot harder when you realize the whole past life you lived is all, uh, was all fake, (laughs) but so she might be, other
1: people are like in control of your life. Right.
0: So that might be a little bit tougher than what most people have to go through. But regardless, um, then we get the line where, you know, she says like, I, you know, I can't help you and you know why, because I'm not actually here. I'm just a memory. And, um, which is weird, I guess. Is that like her perception of what he, like what he said? Cause it's not yeah, her yeah. somehow reminding herself. Yeah.
1: That maybe she's coming back from this more sane, like more able to keep things together.
0: Cause she was like, lose like She was kind of losing it the last, like last yeah. week specifically. Right.
1: And what's weird about that is like, she was losing it in both the current and the previous timeline. So right. like something has to happen
0: to bring it all together. Um, and we'll talk about some theories in a, <clears throat> a moment about what's happening with Dolores and Teddy and stuff like that. Um, and then she says that you know I you know like he, you're not there because I killed you. She then I guess just leaves, goes back upstairs to the church. Uh, we hear someone approaching, and uh, it's she says it's she thinks it's William. She says his name. Uh, turns out it's the Man in Black. So she might not be wrong actually, but she doesn't mm-hmm. um, she doesn't understand that. So she freaks out. She like she like literally is, like hyperventilating and freaking out. He says, hello, Dolores, again, which is a little, very similar to what he said the first time we saw her. Um, a lot of people are saying that there's a line in this episode where he says, um, or Ford talks about how uh, tragic events uh, are able to, like, uh, like wake you up in some kind of way. Or I can't remember the exact line, but act as, uh, like, almost like a beacon. And that that tragic event that Dolores encounters in episode three, I guess it is, when uh, the Man in Black finds her in that... Um, in, in the in, the, in the, the, the 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 barn, that that like awoke her to these memories, and that's what started her on the path to retrace her steps. Mm. You know,
1: yeah, I suppose so. That's
0: uh, Episode one,
1: I think, right? Isn't that how episode one ends? When no, Man in Black grabs her. Mm,
0: I don't know. Whatever episode that is, um, that led to her walking in on in, to William and Logan's camp campsite. Oh, she runs Right, which I so, different things, but um the the idea is that the last time we saw dolores in her like fully in the the modern time the time with ford and bernard and all that was right before she ran like when she ran away that episode and then the cut before she walked in on william and logan yeah right so that's this week's episode and, and again. It was, and
1: she she when she uh, arrived with William and and she was she looked like she had just ran away from something. Like she was exhausted and like looked like right. beat up, right?
0: Right. So she, that was her, again retracing, going back through the events, the original events of that happened, mm. right? Um, so weird. It's a lot it's very confusing. Um, and anyway, I appreciate Kyle Tennyson for joining us. He has to take off, but I really appreciate uh, him joining in. So yeah. Yeah. take it easy make it take it sleazy as uh as as some people say so yeah like i said next week's episode is called the bicameral mind it's 90 minutes long it's gonna be directed by jonathan nolan well it's already been directed by jonathan nolan but you know what i mean um so i'm excited 90 minutes is a long a long time for an episode of television i don't even think most game of thrones finales are 90 minutes they're not usually no they haven't been so they're normally like just they're like an hour eight or something yeah. like that at the the most. This is a full hour and a half. This is like a full short film, <laughs> like or not even like a like a regular length. Like some movies are ninety minutes long, you know. So yeah, okay. So anyway, let's get into the theories, and we have some ongoing mysteries with some new new light with shed on it, and specifically speaking. Uh, what is Ford's uh, new secret host? Nothing. Nothing really to talk about there. We don't really. need really, we, have really
1: no idea. we already speculated that there was a new Bernard, but then yeah,
0: or then new go through all that trouble? Right, a new person that would fill Bernard's shoes. I think. Mm. Um, what is the fate of Elsie? Uh, and so further flashbacks to Bernard, uh, perhaps killing Elsie, but without any concrete evidence yet. Uh, and now with Stubbs out looking for her, the fate of the young programmer remains unknown.
1: Well, I think it's it's like it's come back around. Like now, now it's more likely that she is alive in my
0: hmm. mind. Whereas
1: before, I thought she was for sure dead just right. because of the way that the show was filmed. Right. For them to go to shoot like to to cut to her being choked but not killed, and not show us a body twice, and then have Stubbs look for her means right. that like, that storyline has to go somewhere.
0: Unless it's just a finding a dead body, which would would maybe put Stubbs on on a trail, you know. I guess
1: you set it up for season two. But
0: um, So here's a theory from Reddit uh, that I'll read out for you. So this is L underscore duo two from Reddit. And this has something to do with Elsie. I think we're forgetting about the other force that has been in work at work in the park. Arnold, we have seen evidence that he is having some influence on the hosts of the park through some way either a ghost in the machine or something else, Elsie herself found that someone else had been involved with the transceiver besides Teresa, right? I think there is a chance that Bernard operated under Arnold's orders for a short time. He choked out Elsie, knocked her out, but not killing her. Uh, now maybe she's just chilling with computer Arnold down in some super sub basement or whatever. Um, I this probably before this episode aired, uh, that he wrote mm. this, but it is possible that, um, he, that it was that he was operating under arnold's influence at the time not ford's because well yeah i guess the thing we don't really talk about that, why
1: would ford have bernard kill elsie there right when elsie was discovering something that ford was not privy to right, right. that the whole transceiver thing that's the board that's teresa and, the and birds, how would he and, and, and how,
0: against ford right and how would ford even know that that was like exactly. that she was there right so it's interesting this ties in nicely with a uh, friend of the show max uh, who asked us um to to touch on this, as he as he put it, it makes no sense that Ford would want Elsie dead, um, and yeah. I think you covered that well. Um, so it's likely yeah. that she's alive. I hope so. She was cool. Although, are the Ghost Nation are they part of Ford's narrative, or are they are they were already there before, right?
1: No, I think the idea is the Ghost Nation were adapted for Ford's narrative. That's why they don't follow Stubbs' commands. That's like mm. when he tells them the freeze motor functions. Only pretty much only Ford can control them. I think okay. is, the, is what we're supposed to believe.
0: Although, didn't if that's the case, then did they not encounter the Ghost Nation? No, that's not true because William and Dolores encountered them. Um, oh yeah, that's right. But back. again,
1: that's assuming the timeline thing.
0: Right. Which again, we are. <laughs> Um, no, and I think they're always there, but he's—he's—he's he's he's kind of a,
1: he's adapted kind of, them yeah. to his new Wyatt timeline. Right,
0: right. Okay, that makes that's possible. And uh, so Stubbs went searching for him. I, I don't know if he touched on that, but I guess we can touch on it now. Stubbs goes looking for Elsie uh, alone—never a good idea—and gets taken out by these these Ghost Nation Native American hosts that don't respond to his command, like he's talked about. Um, so do you think that they're, he's going to end up waking up tied to something next to Elsie? What are the chances <laughs> of that? <laughs> Classic.
1: Something along those lines. Like right. I, I don't think that's any way to kill off a character if that's the route
0: they want to go. Right, down. and that, they, obviously that's that's. I feel like they've been more subtle about things, or, or not subtle, but like more Tried elegant. To be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to character deaths, uh, which we haven't got a lot of, obviously, but uh, if you don't count the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> So what are Ford's true motivations? So that was another uh, mystery that we've had kind of been swirling around. And episode nine, uh, Ford reveals to Bernard his origin, uh, but then he has him killed. He says something about letting him tell, uh, about having to want to tell his stories. I think he believes that humanity isn't all crapped up to be like we talked about. And the consciousness, the consciousness that Arnold has striving to achieve in the host was no blessing, but a curse the old ignorance is a bl- is bliss uh, cliche.
1: See, but if that's the case, why would, would Ford be writing in the reveries and, like, making the host that much more complicated?
0: It's, I don't, no. I don't, I think he he has a, there's a distinction for him. He, there's a distinction between achieving as much, as much humanity as possible without um, crossing over the consciousness line. Does that make sense? Sure. He's always towing the line. We want them to be as Real so he possible. Wants the most realistic simulation possible. Right. Exactly. He wants all to be right. able to control he he Dan, the man is like all about control. He needs to control yeah. everything. Right? Um if they have their own if they can <laughs> make their own choices, he can allow to control them, and that's not how he wants it, right? Um so I think really, like I said, what is tr- poor true motivations? I think it really is that he just wants to maintain the status quo. He wants to be able to tell his stories. He wants to be able to live in this world where he makes the rules, um, and he doesn't want anyone fucking with that. And I don't think it's any—I don't think there's any further goal for him. I
1: don't it, know. It's hard to say. Like we don't have any evidence to con- to mm-hmm. counter that. I guess it's mm-hmm. just that seems pretty like low stakes. You know, like why would, <laughs> why would he be going through all this like bullshit
0: and killing people, like killing people just to maintain that? Yeah, I mean, Dan, if people go through people go through a lot to maintain control right they'll do sure. almost anything and once they have once they have a taste of power they'll you know i don't know i
1: think it, i think we'll find out next episode that he and arnold were working on something much deeper than we've been led to believe i mean that's always been the case like that's mm. been the implication but what, as to what that is who knows
0: i mean i love when arnold i love when ford talks about arnold like he's, he was disturbed you know and who knows why why he was that way and stuff like that uh i think it's a lot of fun um we just we don't have we have very very few interactions with uh actual arnold you know if we go back and retrace it to actually understand what he's striving for or why so he very well could have been like fully fucked up at the head right what happened to arnold so we do have an idea we know he's dead we believe that dolores killed him uh, we don't know the exact circumstances uh, surrounding that death um, those things still remain unknown so I imagine again that'll probably be cleared up next week. How self-aware is Dolores? I think we can. I think we can both agree that she she is one of the few hosts that have reached. Like as Horde mentioned, uh, or as Bernard mentions before he kills himself, that um, he's going to finish Arnold's mission, find all of the uh, self-aware hosts. Is that what he said? The self-aware hosts and free them. Is that basically what okay. the plan was? Um, she's obviously one of a few that have become self-aware. Um, well, she's not fully stuff with like she she's struggling with it. Well, right? so here's here there's a line that I really like in this episode, where she says, which uh, in a conversation with William and Logan, um, between William and Logan, and they talk about taking her. like, well, what are you gonna do? Take her out of here, and uh, what are you gonna do with her, and stuff like that. And then she kind of interjects with saying like, um, you know, if it's so great out there, uh, why do you people keep coming in here? Why
1: is everyone clamoring to come back?
0: Come in here, yeah. Right, um, and the idea is that you know she shouldn't be able to hear those things. Um, that she understands that there's a world out there. It's hard to know for sure if it's not just an abstract idea. She's not maybe she's thinking of the West itself. Well, you know, instead of just um, the park. Um, mm-hmm. But in that, if that's the case, you know, then she does kind of have an understanding of that. Um, and it
1: yeah, does... she's becoming self-aware. She's yeah. she's one of the few hosts that is or was don't think before. Is
0: the key. It's perhaps that she was before and then was rolled back by Ford, right? That too, yeah. And that, you know, you really think about how what it like a what a thing that is, right? To to reach self awareness to to achieve that like that level of consciousness, right? I just imagine that. To have it taken away from you and then being like that'd be like becoming a human and then being knocked back to, a, like, a Neanderthal, right? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty, like, I don't know, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. It's, it's, it's hard oh, to wrap your head around, it, you know?
1: I guess the, the, the only, like, silver lining to that is
0: that you wouldn't be aware of it, so you right. wouldn't be aware of how shitty it is. Until you until you found out so that, you that it's happened, it again, yeah. right. And then we have, a, what is the maze? Dolores speaks about finding the center of the maze, um, and that it brought her pain and suffering. Um, are we led to believe that the maze is beneath it? That like the center of the maze is beneath the church in Escalante? Um, and if I so, know, what? It's is, so
1: weird. I always like throughout the series, I would always looked at the maze as sort of a metaphor, not a physical right. thing. But it's is more and more seeming like it's actually a physical. Like like Maeve dies in that one scene, whatever. Yeah. and She like lies down in a giant symbol of the maze, and now <laughs> it's about physically going somewhere. Like it's right. less a, less.
0: Uh, but I think it's it's less of a it's a combination of the two is. Uh, the term maze, yeah. it's not that it's literally you go in there and you have to find your way to the center. <laughs> you know, um, there's a bunch of dead ends and stuff. It's that there is a, a hidden location. I like a hidden place well, and the maze itself <clears throat> is the park, you know, the center of the maze. Sure.
1: And it's just going to revolve around Teddy, given what, like, I don't know right. if you remember a couple episodes ago, they said something about how the, the maze is centered around a man who's died a thousand times or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, well, he said, kind of te- te- yeah. throughout that. Teddy but talks then, about,
0: what does he say? He's like, they they say that the maze is uh is an amalgamation of all man's uh, all of his choices, everything he's yeah, done. Sure. Yeah, sure, some,
1: like, some of those lines. i paraphrasing because I don't. Really, yeah, I, any,
0: it's see. a it's a really it's a really good scene. I really it's like it's like that's like three episodes back, uh, and it's yeah, really if, good.
1: But also with this episode when Angela kills him, she's like, "You're not ready this time. Maybe next time." Like that. Yeah. That's what leads me to believe that Teddy's gonna be at the center of this somehow.
0: Right. So let me get to let me let we get into that right now, uh, what does, how does Wyatt play into everything? Teddy helped Wyatt is, uh, at Escalante uh, before being killed himself. The new memory hat was created. The new memory was created recently of him uh, helping Wyatt. Uh, but it's likely that the events that took place in that town are based in reality. And this is something they've touched on before that the best memories are uh, fiction is based in truth. And, mm-hmm. um, and so the new theories have suggested that Dolores is in fact Wyatt. Is/was Wyatt. Is slash was Wyatt. Dolores is Wyatt. Yeah. Um, and which is why he feels compelled to follow her, or him, in his new reconstruction of the memory, right? Um, there's that scene from last week where she's shooting all those people, right? And then goes to shoot herself. Yeah. Um, that perhaps for we Teddy massacring that same town. Right. So yeah. we, we have Ford... Um, has Dolores murder all these people? Um, maybe, maybe Tex and hosts. It's hard to say for sure. But this whole town has Teddy help him. She has. She kills Teddy um, at the end, um, or the other way around. He kills Dolores. Right? Is that how it works? It's. I can't remember. Exa- it's hard to say no, exactly. at it's the end of confusing. Teddy's
1: thing, he gets shot in the chest by by his uh, version of Wyatt.
0: Right. So then Teddy. Right. So then. Right. right, So then however it works in real life, it's likely that Dolores killed Teddy, then shot herself um, in that original version. And this is kind of like a retelling to some degree of that. Um, And again, explains kind of why he was compelled, you know, beyond the whole he was told to do it uh, because he is so attached to uh, Dolores. Right. It it would
1: seem weird for them to write in that he's like in love with her and all that stuff. If that were the case, like you'd think they would want to keep them further apart, unless he's some sort of control. Well,
0: no, that's that he is. He's always been that way, right? His job is to keep her in loop, in a loop, right? That's always been his job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So, well, guess when we'll just touch quickly on confirmed theories. We know that Bernard is a host. Bernard is a host model after Arnold. Those are two two fan theories that are officially confirmed. Big ones. Yeah, um, I don't want to retrace. We kind of already went through that whole thing. We don't need to really go through that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a couple. I do have a new theory um, that I will get to in just a second. I should just we should just finish touching on the the Wyatt thing. I think that I think that kind of covers it all. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a new theory here. This is one from also from Reddit. Uh, And this one, I'm reading this, I'm paraphrasing this this is from an IGN article. This theory is a bit of a stretch, but a fun one to think about. One Reddit user argues that Charlotte uploading all the park's data into Abernathy is no accident. And that Arnold uploaded his consciousness into Abernathy before he died. Clues? She quotes Shakespeare to Sizemore. Abernathy also quoted Shakespeare. The photo Abernathy finds that causes him to suffer our paradox could be Charlotte's mother, which... In this case, maybe is who is seen in uh, in Dolores' flashback wearing a white lab coat alongside a man Arnold also wearing a white lab coat. The theory suggests that Charlotte is now going to smuggle both her father and his coat out of the park. Um, what the fuck? It's so that one's a bit crazy. Here's where it bugs <laughs> I actually me.
1: really like that.
0: I don't. I like it just in in like for the theory itself, but I don't like it because of I think where it kind of comes from, and this is a problem that um that star wars faces all the time and it really bugs the hell out of me is that why would charlotte be arnold's daughter oh because she's the only other black character (laughs) in the entire show right (laughs) um why would any oh is if there's is there a black person in the new star wars oh it must be way swindu's son or daughter right um orlando's orlando it drives me insane it's like well you know with star wars that's different that's that's a that's a problem that they had when they created that world right? <laughs> well that there's only one black guy <laughs> like, they, they, they screwed up there's only one black and guy and only time. one woman in the entire <laughs> in all of the galaxy it's also a I product it of, of sort its of time
1: the case in this one too right that's just the way it is but like right. i don't think we think about things the same way anymore you know
0: i i don't which is why i don't
1: really like like just because a character is black doesn't mean they come from
0: like, yeah, well, that's like, sort of this is that. kind of where, like, this kind of is where it starts, right? Is that Charlotte's Arnold's daughter because, again, they're the only two black Okay,
1: so there are, yeah, but they're, they're, I don't know. The There's more teams, to it
0: than that, too, obviously, but.
1: Here's that. one thing that the show that people have pointed out that I hadn't noticed, but um, Arnold Weber is a, was it, an anagram? anagram? How does it work? Anagram. Anagram for, yeah. for Bernard Lowe, Lowe or whatever, right? right
0: yeah. That's and right. then her
1: name is Charlotte and and his kid's name was Charlie and they're going off of some sort of past thing.
0: Right right charlotte's web Weber? No, okay. <laughs> charlotte's Weber? We're just, like, yeah, now we're <laughs> just throwing yeah it. right okay but i just anyway just thought that I'd throw that out there that's kind of just that's something interesting yeah um we talked about what we thought westworld would maybe test for something else we kind of touched on that earlier just kind of the idea that the it, the ip the code itself is is the other the other thing it's beyond just the plain cowboy thing mm-hmm. um You know, some of the other human characters are actually robots still in play. There might be uh, one of those reveals next week as well. And then, of course, the theory to end all theories here. The Man in Black and William are the same person in different time periods. Again, this is all but confirmed here, right? So in this episode alone, we have Charlotte saying, it was you who helped Ford stay in business all those years ago. The knife, it's the same knife. It's not just looks the same. It's literally the same knife. The one that he uses to cut uh, the rope above his head. Uh, it's the same knife that he holds to the throat. I mean, uh, it's it,
1: not, there's nothing really significant about like about the knife. It's just a big hunting knife, but it's, it's the only one we've seen. And right. we've only seen it with two characters really like,
0: yeah. And it, again, the hilt is the same. Like they should, they, they, we do a close up on the handle of it. Um, it's the same, it's the same knife. It's not just, it's not just a similar knife. It's the same knife. And it's not, and like, you wouldn't think, oh, well, they're just saving money with uh, props, right? No, no. don't, do you, not that is not the case they i get have, the
1: impression they weren't really concerned with saving money with this show.
0: <laughs> yeah you <know>? that's right <laughs> um it, it we get the impression that williams also gone full black hat at the end of this episode right uh um, pretty much yeah we have the understanding with dolores with that cut between the her having the knife wound and not having the knife wound that again it seems like there's two time periods playing out here um and it, like, if that's not, a, again, it's not confirmed, but it's as close as you're going to get. Um, the Man in Black knows exactly what the city swallowed by sand is, um, which, you know, could be a coincidence, I guess, if you want to be that guy. But it's also, uh, we know that William saw that exact thing last episode. And he's right? the only
1: character other than Ford that has been there, that we've seen.
0: That's right. Or, and well, that and the... Or the, the Yeah. And the young, the young version of Ford um so again it's just if we know this is going to come to a head next week it's going to be as much as we know that it's going to come i'm still going to be i'm still excited to see how they do it how are they going to reveal mm-hmm. it um is it going to be one of those like face like where you have like a williams face and then it transitions to a, like the exact same well, shot no, the Man that's
1: like, like what game of thrones did this past season <laughs> uh, with with who when bran was learning about Ned, uh, was like in the vision watching ned stark learn about uh, the little baby
0: yes exactly and it
1: went straight to john's face
0: yes it's exactly like it's gonna be well i mean because that's not clear that's not exactly laid out that's pretty but it's clear. as clear as you're gonna get right but yeah um this is like it's gonna it'll do that transition plus there'll be more to it than that um, well, well, maybe we'll find out that man in black's name is actually named William. That would be a pretty good way to do it, right? Yeah, because they
1: haven't given him a name. Nobody has <laughs> right. ever said anything to him. Like, no one's ever addressed him. With does it name always?
0: Yet. Does it always feel like they're like jumping through hoops by avoiding having someone say his name? You it hasn't.
1: It hasn't felt unnatural. unorganic yet.
0: To me, I, this converse I, I keep coming back to this conversation with Charlotte today. Like in this last in this episode, like, would there have been a moment where she would have used his name? Um. She's kind of like could have been, but like, yeah. how
1: often does she use other people's names? She used Teresa a lot, but only when she was talking about her, not to her. Yeah, I and mean, when she's talking to Lee, she doesn't call him Lee.
0: Right. I mean, like, there's that moment with uh, Stubbs where he's like, "This man is like so, uh, wants to do this. Like, should we let him?" He's like, "This that man gets whatever he wants." Right. That man, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. I guess is we could nitpicky, but they'll tell us his name next week, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's most likely going to be William. Yeah. This what if it was what if it was Logan this whole time? <laughs> which I like, people are like that's like the counter theory. Uh which I think is a little silly, but Alright, I think I think that does it. Unless there's anything else. I don't think there is. I'll just mention
1: like you're the only one who's gonna appreciate this, but um when I was telling my family about the whole Bernard is Arnold theory. My sister, like her mind was blown because my dad's name is Arnold and his middle name is Bernard.
0: She thought, it, she thought it was a whole kind of conspiracy. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. <laughs> oh, actually yeah, there's a couple more here. I guess i say we had the theory, there's a theory that the man in black was involved in the critical failure 30 years ago. See, that I was pretty on board with this. I think um, it, it's still possible. It seems much more plausible though that whatever that critical failure was, with, had much to do more with Dolores than it did with William and the Man in Black. That it happened. happened... It's going to be
1: William slash Man in Black who... I don't want to say saves the day, but clearly they said that he kept Ford in business all those years ago. Like He's right. going to be whatever stops the park from mm. like going full nuclear. Right.
0: Um, I mean, Escalante is buried by the time that William arrives. See, that's, that's what I mean. So Escalante is already buried by the time that William arrives the, for the first time in oh, yeah, the park. Is. So unless that critical failure was what happened after it was already buried unless the critical failure was what happened at Escalante before it was buried. So it depends on which one that is. Yeah. Um, so if, if it's, if it's post buried, then he is involved or will be involved. will have already been involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, if it's, if it's pre buried, it's probably, he's probably not involved. And then we had talked about weeks ago, the photograph that, uh, we found at, that was found at Dolores's farm in episode one. Um, The picture makes its first appearance uh, since then. Um, Except it's not in the present time frame. It's obviously not all tattered. You know, that's another hint towards the multiple timeline theory, Mm -hmm. by the way. is like, how does he have this photo? If this is the same timeline, there's no way he has the photo, right? Right? Like, if that's not a confirmation, I don't know what is. Um, We learn that the picture is a picture of William's fiance and Logan's sister. And though we have yet to have official confirmation, uh, that would also mean that it's his dead wife. Um, which is pretty sad. Uh, yeah. and then, so we, then we have to speculate, how does William, uh, lose that photo? Does he bury it on purpose? Does he give it to Dolores? Uh, how does it end up at that, um, at the ranch? But that, I guess we'll find that out next week.
1: Yeah.
0: Jesus. It's a complicated show, man. Lots to go. Lots, lots, lots <laughs> to... So what what was the the theory that Arnold that uh, the man in black was a board member? Yeah, I took that into debunked or seemingly less likely. We can move that to confirmed. Yeah, I can move that to confirmed. I didn't. I, can, I when I was putting this all together last night, um, I did. I never went through this section. Um, I was gonna. I wanted to move something to it, but I couldn't really. Nothing. Uh, although we got some confirmations, there was nothing that we could explicitly say wasn't true yet either. So. Uh, let's see. Confirmed theories. Well, that's fun. I always like adding a new one to this. Well, there you go. On that note, I think we can wrap it up there. I'd like to thank anyone who tuned in live for this episode. Um, and if you did miss it, we are doing next week's live as well. So... Tune into that. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Tower Babblecast, facebook.com slash Tower Babblecast. That's where you're going to find when it's going to be exactly. I'll try to, I gave an hour's notice this week. i am try to give you more. Um, I'll maybe try to give you a day uh, at least and then remind people, you know, come, leading up to it as well, just so we can um, make sure everyone is aware. Uh, and uh, a nice review on iTunes would be uh, nice if you, you know, if you got the time. Uh, you know, it doesn't always nice. Yeah, it is, it is, it is nice. Um, and, if you, and it would make it make a huge difference. There is a lot of Westworld podcasts out there. And if you like ours, it um, helps us stand out from the crowd. So on that note, I think we can wrap up. And uh, we will be back next week again live and uh, talking about the hour and a half finale of Westworld. Later. Lates.